0: Hey. Yo. Uh, 5 of 14, 128 yards and a touchdown. That gets you a starting job in the NFL, ED. Did you nope. know that? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope? Nope. You're not buying it?
1: Nope. Never. <laughs> uh- Nope. (laughs) This is
0: the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Uh, Plenty to get to on this show. Niners are playing football. There was actually a preseason game over the weekend. Niners took on the Chiefs at the Field of Jeans as my man likes to say and one Trey Lance made his debut. We'll dive into that and and also another rookie that uh, caught some eyes as well of my man ED. We'll get into that. Um. Also, want to remind you to continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. Uh, if there's a like button on your particular po- podcast subscription service, go ahead and hit that like button. And you can always follow us on social media. I'm at our on Twitter. He is at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on twit on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. And oh, new handle alert! New handle alert! Man, Ed's got a new handle on IG. It's at underscore Eric. No, 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 no. See, I I messed up. I messed up already. I messed up. It threw me off. It's easy.
1: It's just my name. It's just Eric Davis, and just write a bunch of right. But it's like
0: a hundred underscores. So it's Eric. it's It's Eric Davis. A thousand underscore. Just keep hitting no. underscores until his picture come up. That's what it's, you it's do, right?
1: It's not that many. It's not that many. See, it's, I made it easy. All you gotta do is type in my name. You type in Eric Davis, and then you know, and you and find the one with the long line around it, long <laughs> line behind it. That's all it is. It's that simple.
0: <laughs> so you you can find him there on IG. Um, as always, we are presented by Bet Online. Look. Uh, you know, if you're into, you know, preseason football and all that, that's your sort of thing. Um there's plenty of action to get into last week. There's gonna be plenty of action to get into this week. Um, look, there's the WNBA going on. I know people that, that, that play those games, major league baseball going on right now. There's just so much to get into if that's your thing. And no fret because Bet Online has you covered. And you can go ahead and visit the website today, or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Ed. And
1: hey, my and hey, my guy, before we go any further, I want to um, let you know some things I've heard about Lamar Odom. You know the former. NBA. Love
0: Lamar Odom. Love him.
1: I know you do. I know you do. Well, he's, he's um, talking about going back professionally in Spain. And um, I was reading this press clipping and and he's, he really, really contributes his comeback and even bouncing back after he was hospitalized in 2015 to this supplement, this pH balancing supplement called balance seven. Okay. Uh, and this is a quote from him Direct quote I, I, have an, I have an enormous amount of energy, which is good for me. It's important when working out. I always need to level up. And Lamar, you know what? I couldn't agree with you more. Um, energy is good for all of us. And this is something that you de- definitely want to get into your system. And the cool thing about what we got going on right now, man, if you want to get involved with this balancing seven with Balance Seven, uh, you can go straight to their website, balance7.com. Use the code BELIEVE. You guys know that's what it had to be. and B L E A V. Use that at checkout, and you can receive a free four ounce bottle of their My Smooth Skin with any purchase of Balance 7. You, If you want your skin smooth, like my guy Radio right here.
0: That's right. Because so I
1: know any product called My Smooth Skin, I know he's got a whole that's stock. That's right. You know. You get it by the cases, right? By the caseload. Absolutely. <laughs> and that product that product the longer the 1399 value so getting this balance 7 is worth it so again head to balance7.com use the code believe at checkout and get this get in on this promotion check it out people
0: okay ed so i mean look we've been doing this pod long enough you know me well enough to know we we live in this I don't even know how many characters you get on Twitter anymore. I know you, it used to be 140 characters, right? Like uh, 140 characters or less. Yeah. Right now, I, they may have doubled it. I'm not sure. I know you get a lot more because I put a whole lot more in my tweets when I'm when I'm tweeting out the podcast information, <laughs> right? So I know I know that's more than 140 characters. You talk, start talking about you know sponsors and the network and you know tagging both of our names in it and all that stuff. That's that's definitely more than 140 characters and the topics, right? So we live in this 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 Twitter society where it's you know, it, everything is just these these short bursts, right? We live in this highlight society, right? Where mm-hmm. you know one play can make you or break you, and 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 turns folks into stars, right? Um, or they could go the other way, right? One, if you're on the wrong end of a play, then oh boy, right? Like don't end up on the wrong end of a poster, right? That could that could.
1: Amen. <laughs> hey, hello, t- Timofey Mozgov. Right? Like. Yeah. yeah. Every man's highlight is another man's low light. Absolutely. It's two. It's two ways to make the highlight real. Trust me.
0: A- absolutely <laughs> right. And so, like, there's a big debut for Trey Lance. We're all looking forward to it, right? And he goes out there on the field of jeans, and he completes five of his fourteen attempts, uh, just under 130 yards. And then he had this this touchdown, 80 yard touchdown bomb to Trent Sherfield. And if you've been following anything that's going on with. With training camp, you know, Sherfield, the, the former Arizona Cardinal who was just picked up by the Niners this offseason, you, you know, he, he's been having a, quite a camp. Right. And so it sort of made sense that those two would connect. Right. It, it, it's been written and, and documented that that he's been a, a target of both Trey and Jimmy. The raw cap and so uh, this eighty-yard bomb, right? And 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 Trey rolls mm-hmm. out and and Kyle just lets him just, just show off your arm, young man, right? And, and he does it and and it's on the spot and it's a touchdown and, and the folks are just going crazy, just crazy. Here's our new starting quarterback. Why should Rightfully he start so, right they now? They should be
1: going crazy. They should be going crazy. So on that. this isn't
0: just the Twitter people. Like these are like talking heads who do this for a living as well, saying, like, now is the time. You got to put this young man in the starting lineup. And my whole thing is like, okay, let's pump the brakes on this because <laughs> for all that, that he did in that one touchdown pass, which was great, um, granted, playing with the twos, he did take four sacks. Um, you know, the completion percentage wasn't quite there. You could say, yeah, he had some drops. But uh, it, you – it wasn't, and we talked about this on the pod after the pod, right? And it was like, okay, what? Like, there's all this noise, right? Like, what's going to happen? And what sort of reminded wow. me of, of Dak Prescott a few years ago, right? And I remember the the Cowboys were the very first team to play in the Coliseum after the Rams moved to L.A. from St. Louis, and there was all this talk about Dak Prescott. And I followed Dak, you know, quite a bit during his time uh, at Mississippi State in college, and, and and the stuff that I was hearing was almost unbelievable, right? Like I just did not see it, right? I just couldn't fathom. That we were talking about the same guy, and he was really putting all this pressure on Tony Romo, right? I figured it was just, you know, just some stuff to get, you know, get through camp, right? Just the hype machine, you know, crank it Uh up. And he goes out there in the Coliseum, and Dak balled, and he made some throws that um i didn't know he had in his repertoire and so i remember telling you i was like what if like we were talking about this on the pod after the pod last week i was like what if he goes out and just balls like what if he has one of those games like i'm not like i understand it was just preseason, but some of the stuff that dak was showing was like okay like this this guy can can actually get the job done right Mm -hmm. like what if what if it's what if it's one of those type of performances um and so you know for me, well, that it didn't ha- so- it, it didn't happen, <laughs> yeah. right? For me, yeah. that didn't happen on, on on over the weekend for Trey. But yet here we are, people screaming for
1: him to be the starter. Why? Why? Like, why am I hearing this? Uh, well, you're hearing this because you had the same people screaming for him to be the starter from the beginning, and people like to be right. That's all. Um, everyone, you know, when they drafted him, it could, you know, it was like you got to get a new quarterback. So that was part of it. Got to get a new quarterback. So. Um, that started back at the draft you know uh, for, for some reason um Jimmy forgot to play Jimmy went, took the team to the Super Bowl he came in all he did is win all he does is win while he's on the floor but then everyone's like wait a minute he can't get it done um because of an overthrow in the Super Bowl um so all of a sudden he can't play that that one play that that's it because of that one play then everyone starts to go back and say well it they didn't even utilize him against Green Bay. They ran for 6,832 a pop. Seriously. that That's how much they were averaging. That's how much they averaged. <laughs> every carry. They
0: got to they, the, they were, the moon they, on they every carry. They were literally carry. taking
1: the ball. I mean, they were taking the ball across the Bay Bridge every time they put it in somebody's hands. So um, they didn't have to throw the ball. So Now you got all of these guys, all of these talking heads. I hear it. I mean, you got guys in Bay Area radio, you got national people, everybody is talking about it is time. No, it's not. No, it's not. Um, first of all, the genius coach that all you guys believe in keeps saying it's not time. Listen to him. I, I'm, con- I'm constantly asked, Twitter, Instagram, you know, on, on Santa Monica Boulevard, I'm constantly asked um, when, uh, you know, who's going to make the roster? And who should be doing what? And I tell people all the time, I don't know. Um, and honestly, I don't care. That's not my job. I don't. I, you you know, people ask all the time, and you ask me, like, you know, which, which five receivers are going to make the roster? I don't know. I don't care. I'm not there with them. I don't evaluate them. I don't do anything but just look at the play. I'm not watching these guys day to day. I don't understand who knows the playbook. I don't know how guys think. I don't know how guys react to certain situations. When things are going well, when things are going poorly, um, when they are confused, how do they how do they get through it? When every when they're doing everything right and the and the X or the O in front of them is whooping their ass, how do they handle that? Even when they feel like they're having their best day, but this dude is just handing them their ass. How do you come back? Those are things you have to be around people to see. So this is a this is just a group of people. Everyone just wants Jimmy to go. So you're ready to just get Trey out there. But yes, Trey through the touchdown pass. I like it. Great play design. Great play design. First of all, that safety never should have gotten out of position like that, but that was a great play design and the route, the execution of everything, offensive line, quarterback, wide receiver execution on all of that was perfect. That was a great call. And that's tough, it, you know. Like, it, I, remember I told you going into the game, defenses are going to be really vanilla, so offenses have a, a can can attack certain things and see what they want players to do, and that's what Kyle drew up, and he wanted to highlight his new toy, and he did, but now. Um, and, I, and I was asked, what did I expect from him? And I said, I expect to see him execute the offense. I expect to see him do the things that he should do well, well. And, and he did that wide open receivers. He hit them um, getting the ball out of his hand on time. He did that. Um, I expect him to be accurate with the ball. I mean, you're the number three pick of the draft. You should be accurate. He, he is. Um, and he was now, um, as you just said, pump breaks people. If we're gonna get, if we're gonna talk about the the the, the highlights, let's talk about the lowlights. He's yeah. not ready to start. Tell you why. You got a quarterback that knows how to set p- protections. You got a quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. You got a quarterback that can get the ball out in rhythm. And the talk. And feel free to jump in here whenever, because you're not gonna talk about this forever. Um, but the talk was, well, uh, Jimmy couldn't do certain things. No, Kyle was getting the ball out of his hands. Kyle Shanahan knows the same thing that I know, that they're better off when Jimmy's healthy, especially right now until Trey learns everything and understands how to do everything, all the mechanics of being a quarterback. So he is, like, quick with Jimmy on the trigger to get the ball out of his hand, get it to the fullback, get it to the tight end, get it to your, get it to your check down. He doesn't want him to get hit in preseason. I don't want Jimmy to get hit in preseason. There's no reason. Yeah, why should we? Now, why should he? Jimmy knows the offense. He knows that Jimmy can execute the offense. You go out there. Now, I do agree um, that players should play. I'm not one for where all these guys are just sitting out. There's no reason to do that. Sorry, you can play. If you play one series, football players play football, and and you can't protect the football player. Football players are going to get hurt, but there are things that there are things that you don't have to do. Like you don't have to have your quarterback do a seven-step drop and and run these these um, deep routes to where he's going to get hit in preseason. You don't have to do that. You can still run other plays in your offense to allow the quarterback to feel what the game flow is like. That's what Kyle was doing. Back to Trey. Um, I haven't broken down every single play and pass that Trey has gone through, but I have went through enough of them gets preseason. I'm, and so people don't even ask me to, it's preseason. I'm not going to. I'm not going to break down all of that, film. I'm not going to. There's no reason. The game doesn't count. It's practice. Um, But I saw enough to see there were situations where Trey, one of his sacks, it's his fault. So this is what I'm saying when he's not ready to play. Trey got sacked in a situation where he set the protection, and the protection that he sets, they did their job. Now, the announcers, I'm listening to the announcer, and he's like, that had to be a bust with the line. No, it wasn't. He puts fifty protection. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't. I, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at what everyone is doing. I'm looking at the protection. I'm looking at the guys that release. He called a play. He set the protection. It was fifty protection. They set, he he they they put a, they he set a protection. I'm talking to like everybody knows what what that is. But
0: yeah, explain, explain, he set, explain fifty protection.
1: He's he set a protection in which he was going to utilize only his center, guards, and tackles. He wasn't going to utilize a back. He wasn't going to utilize a tight end. He wasn't going to utilize a wide receiver in his blocking schemes. So he's got his center, his guard, and his tackle. So just the five protected. guys
0: on his offensive line protecting. Yes. It. That's it. So,
1: So you have to now understand that if more than five guys come at you, You got to do something with the ball. There's a free hitter. That free hitter is not on the offensive line. That free hitter is on the quarterback. The quarterback now has to block that guy. How does the quarterback block that guy? Get rid of it. He gets the ball out of his hands. Okay? You know where that danger is coming from. So you either have to roll away from that danger to give yourself time. Or you got to get the ball out of your hands. You can't stand in one spot because you have more people than they can block. The offensive line did what they were supposed to do. They blocked inside out. It, you don't ever want to block outside in and allow somebody to come right up the guy right up the middle and hit him in his beak. They go. They they do exactly what they're supposed to do inside out. So they collapse everything inside, which means the free guy off the edge. That's on you, Rook. You got to beat that. What happens? He doesn't feel it. He gets smashed. Those are the things that I'm saying he's not ready to play just yet. And those are the type hits that, when it's real time, those are the type hits that are sack fumbles, game changers, you know, where somebody, you know, someone hits you, that hits the ground, somebody picks you up. Somebody picks that up and takes it to the house. that's, That's seven points that a defense can't defend. That's a field goal that a defense can't defend because, you know what, you you fumble the ball on the on the 20-yard line and they're already in the field goal range. That's pressure you put on, on, on the defense. That's a possession that you've lost on something like that. So those things have to be looked at, have to be fixed, and they have to grow. He's going to get all of that. He's just not ready yet. So let's not try and push him out there when you have a more than capable quarterback. You have a playoff-winning quarterback, a division-winning quarterback, a conference-winning quarterback, okay? Now, he, he, the guy has a squad that he could become a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. Just let him play and let the other kid learn. Like, his coach that knows him better than all of us from college says he's not ready. His current coach, who spends more time with him and has evaluated him more than any of us, Says he's not ready. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, we got
0: to we, we got to take them at their word, right? And and, and this is the Believe in Forty Nineers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network with Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I am Rashawn Haylock. There, like the you you got to look at where where this fran where this franchise is, right? And and if you do that, like you can't have it both ways. Like this isn't a situation like just throw the Jets out there, right? Where they have their rookie quarterback or even the Jaguars they have their rookie quarterback right and they're building for the future like that starts right right now like yes. no like this is a legitimate um super bowl contending team here yeah. with the, yeah. with the 49ers and so there's no need to rush that move because you rush that move and then all of a sudden like you you sort of take you you sort of take yourself out of that mix right because you're not going to win with a rookie quarterback and so I think yeah, there's And
1: you you just said it. Those teams those teams know. Yeah, those the Jacksonville the, Jaguars they know. know that they are not winning the Super Bowl. The Jets know that they're not winning the Super Bowl. They don't even think they can win their divisions. They're realistic. I guarantee you they are sitting in meetings. They are sitting in meetings. They're evaluating things. They're talking about it. I guarantee you Salah went up there with a plan. It's a 2-3 year plan. This is what we expect. You expect to be competitive but Dude, coaches are realistic. Players are realistic. Yeah. And owners have to be realistic. And if Sala took that job with the expectation of drafting a quarterback and going to the Super Bowl this year, he's crazy. In that division, Yeah. he's crazy. And, and this is
0: a rare situation. And the situ- same in Jacksonville. And this is a rare situation in which the Niners, already a Super Bowl contender, have the ability to, dra- to draft – you know, a, a a top three quarterback, right? Exactly. I mean, like that, like that just does not happen all the time. And so, look, Kyle and and John, like they 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 went for it, right? In in the offseason. season, they did that. They brought Trey Lance into the fold, but like, let's not try to push the future when you have bigger goals in front of you right now. Like, if it was all about just growing and letting and letting Trey develop, then obviously, like, yeah, he'd be the quarterback right now. But this team as a whole has loftier goals than that and and this roster is built to accomplish uh, yeah. some of some of those goals and so like like this isn't like a tray like I'm not, I'm not coming at it from like a a Trey bashing standpoint you know what i mean like obviously like oh, no. like, like they I like like, Trey. they took him i like him like i want him to do well if he does well if they hit on this draft pick that means obviously that means big things for the franchise going forward but that's for the franchise going forward. That's not necessarily right now. And I think the best thing right now for this organization is if Jimmy is at quarterback, and regardless of, of how Trey looked on that ADR bomb or, or maybe some of the flashes he may have shown on Saturday. I think you pointed out very well, like there's more to the quarterbacking position than just being able to throw the ball downfield. Like, and, And so there's there's all these things, all these nuances that he has to work on. And Trey will tell you himself. Like Trey said it after the game. He was like, "Yeah, I took advantage of that opportunity for that touchdown. There were other opportunities after that that I did not take advantage of. That I got to be better at that." And and he he owned up to it. He said that right after the game. And so, um, hell, if you ain't gonna listen to Kyle, like listen to Trey.
1: Like you know know what (laughs) I mean? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) there are things that he's got to get. I mean, he he threw two he threw two balls into coverage into base coverages because remember I told you no one's game planning yeah. no one's game planning right now and so, so and because Tringo's of that,
0: that and I don't mean to cut you off but because of that like like and you said it earlier right like don't you think Kyle knows that too so home game um in front of the faithful in front of fans for the first time in in a long time you got your new shiny toy like all right, I'm going to put him in a chance right here to be successful. Similar to how of he course. does in practice each and every day, right? When, yes. When we're getting reports that he was uh, he was phenomenal and he completed X mm-hmm. out of X passes and da-da-da-da. Same thing. They just moved it from the outside of the stadium to the inside of the stadium and they added some fans. Same yes. deal there. Kyle knew exactly he what he was up. doing. Yeah. yeah,
1: he steps up. Kyle knows what he's doing. He steps up early. Let You know what? Let me get him out here and let me wow everybody. And let's let's show off this big arm and all this stuff. He did that. Now, as the game progresses, let's you get you're getting more snaps. You're making more plays. Let's see what you can do. And okay, as Trey said, miss some opportunities in some places. And like I said, base defenses. And remember, I'm saying this. Nobody's game plan. Wait till the game planning start and disguising start. You're, you're getting base vanilla defenses, vanilla chocolate, whichever flavor is yours you you that's what you're getting and coming out it's just you're just gonna get the you're gonna get the plain flavors of your defense and he threw two balls into coverage so those are things he's got to realize that um guys are better windows close faster opportunities disappear quickly on the field And, and and those are things that again he has to get accustomed to it so let's just let him grow let him grow he's our quarterback just like i say I don't care who makes the team because the guys who make the team are the guys I'm going to root for. When the draft was coming, what did I say? I am going to root for the guy that they draft because he's our guy. Yeah. It didn't matter to me. Yeah. Cl- we can all talk about skill now. set. Yeah. yeah, you know, we can all talk about skill sets and all of this stuff and blah 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 and everything. But it didn't matter to me because I said the guy, the guy that puts on the colors is the guy I'm going to root for. Yeah. So I'm rooting for him to do it. But I'm also wanting to win a championship this year, and I know that I can't win a championship with him this year. And by
0: pushing him out not, there on not, the field, it could do one not with him good. starting
1: week one. Yeah. Let me say, that, there is no way he, no way he is the week one starter, um, and we win a championship. Yeah. So everyone who wants him on the field right now is too early. He's not ready. He's, he's he's simply not ready to be there. So let's wait until he's ready. And then he has an opportunity to be special. You don't want to ruin a guy. You don't want to ruin a guy. Because you put a guy out there, like I just told you, you put a guy out there and he doesn't understand setting his protections and he's missing things like that. He doesn't understand where danger comes from. I don't care how much talent you got. You get hit in the ear hole in the beak enough times, you start to see ghosts, yeah, buddy.
0: Yeah.
1: And when I can tell you playing against quarterbacks that I, that we knew saw ghosts, oh, you're talking about fun, feasting. It doesn't. It yeah. doesn't matter how much talent. It doesn't matter how much talent he has. If dudes start looking at the rush instead of looking downfield, they are useless. And you don't want. And that that's that's a habit that can be created from pounding. Nobody likes getting hit in the beak. Nobody. <laughs> I'm just so so. You don't want to put him out there too soon. You want him to feel comfortable, and that is what Kyle Kyle is doing. And um, I'm, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm okay with the, with the progression of things. Um, I'm I'm okay with you know some of the other things. I saw from some of the other young players as well. But the quarterback, of course, we're gonna always talk about that. I, I, he did what I thought he was gonna do. Yeah, he took care of the things that he that he should do well. He did them well. You saw the big arm. You saw the accuracy. You saw the things that make you say, okay. Now it's about consistency. It's not about being good. It's not about being big, strong, fast. It's about being consistent. consistent. Yeah, And that's, that's what makes a good pro. So the only way he's going to get there is to learn the things that he needs to learn. Um, because games are too important. Possessions are too important to say, we can let you learn on the run. Man, you said it already radio this team's too damn good man it's too good yeah just to to have you you can't have a liability at any position if you want to win a championship
0: now absolutely i mean you gotta you gotta have all your all your ducks in a row so to speak um some other rookies you you mentioned it aaron banks is a guy who i don't know maybe a couple weeks ago i mean as 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 recent as a couple weeks ago maybe uh, you know, prior to entering camp, you figured he could be an, an instant day-one starter on that offensive line, second-round pick out of Notre Dame. But uh, by all accounts, um, he, it's been a rough time for him, rough camp for him. Uh, it doesn't look like uh, he's going to be that guy, at least not to start the season. Um, and uh, the the game against the Chiefs didn't work out all that well for him. Uh, switched over to the defense side of the ball. couple guys who... Um, I've talked about a lot, Diamondor Lenore,
1: and Mm -hmm. and also
0: Talano, Hufunga, Hufunga, especially, I mean, Lenore, um, Lenore, Lenore is one guy, but Hufunga, especially, he, he was, he, by most accounts, and I think you'd agree with this, ED, he was as good as advertised, right? Um, and especially much more than you would think of a fifth round pick, and, uh, uh, david lombardi who covers the team for the the athletic I, 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 one of the things that he mentioned was the fact that the reason why he went so low is because of his his 40 time um he's like a four mm-hmm. like a four six guy right but uh he, he seems to think that Hafunga makes up for that lack of 40 time with his instinct so he actually plays faster than what that four six may indicate but um, what did you see i mean it looked like he was flying all over the field i mean it it looked like i mean it, it looked like stuff that i had seen him do before at sc what what did you take from it
1: um well i saw him competing and making plays um that's that's the thing about it and on
0: um, special teams four, too
1: yes yes so, so four six six. Yeah, let's was talk four six is fast enough if you run four six every time four six is fast enough if you're in position um toy cook i played with he was on a Super Bowl team, um, long-time saint. played with us a few years there. Um, and Toy used to – they used to always talk about Toy and like he didn't have makeup speed. You know, like he wasn't the fastest guy and he didn't have great makeup speed. And Toy would always say, if you don't get out of position,
0: you don't have to worry about making up anything.
1: <laughs> and, that's, and, and, and that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. If you're where you're supposed to be, why am I worried about my lack of makeup speed? I don't have to make up any position because I'm where I'm supposed to be. That's funny. So that's the thing with, um, Lenore, he seemed like he was where he was supposed to be. He was competing. Um, uh, I have to say this, the young group, Thomas, uh, who Funga, the young group of DBs competed very well. I, I like that. Of course, guys are going to make some plays on you. Uh, but, Uh, Guys were, I I mean, they were there getting the long foul balls because that's a win. Hey, you're in your coverage. They throw the ball down there. It hits the ground. That's a win, baby. That's a long foul ball. Long foul ball. That's that's it. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you hit it 380 feet if it goes outside that pole. That's that's a pretty strike. That's a pretty strike. It doesn't matter if you you shake me a little bit and you do all this stuff. I get back in position and the ball and I'm there and the and the ball is not there because you couldn't get to where you wanted to be. That's a win, and that's and that's that's what these guys got to get accustomed to doing competing in that aspect of things. And um, I, I like that. I, I did. I, I like seeing that. Um, definitely uh, my favorite out of the bunch, Ufanga. Definitely special team plays he's made. Tackles, open field tackles that he made. Um, uh, just, just his presence and his, the way he plays the game. He he tends to end up around the ball, and that's what I I, I think we kind of both expected that from seeing him at SC and seeing him play. I expected him to be able to come in and make the transition, especially after talking with his coaching and, and understanding the his and getting a better feel for the way he knows football. I saw that. So uh, right now with him uh, i I know there is there's sizzle with the interception um that um Lenore got and, and things like that but i'm I'm kind of looking at Hufonga and I just want to see what Huff has to do because I expect Huff to play that way again next week which means he's making a team yeah which is big For, what fifth rounder fifth rounder yeah, fifth rounder. He he plays that way. Next week, he's making a team. Because if he doesn't, he's gonna make somebody else's team in the NFL. Which which that that's, and that's that's guys start looking at it that way. Um, your your biggest value on uh, when they start talking about players and w- whether or not they want to pay you, whether or not they want to keep you on the roster, all these type things. They start looking at: Does anybody else want you? Because if nobody else wants you, wants you, why am I gonna keep you? Uh huh. When they know other people want you, that that raises your value. So then because then they start to feel like, wait a minute, well, we gotta steal. Because we know we, we know thirty one other teams would want this would guy. I got him in the yeah. fifth round. Yeah. So, um, and he he's making plays. So he plays he has another game the way he had this week. We know he's on the squad, so from that point on, I'm watching him next week to see how he plays. Because so from from that point on, I'm watching to see how soon he can get into the starting lineup. Really? That's what I, that's what I want to see with him. I want to see if if he truly does understand the game the way his coaches from SC are saying. Because you know you're gonna you got to hype your boy up, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's I'm interesting gonna, you say that because I mean just well, I think it was last week we were talking about just. That safety position, right, and how it's kind of open due to you know a bunch of the injuries and and, and stuff that's been going on back there on that back end, and and so there's mm-hmm. an opportunity there, you know, for for him to to be able to go out there and make some plays, and he certainly did that against the Chiefs, and and now it's like, okay, you know, you continue to do that, maybe you can crack this starting lineup, and and I think that uh-huh. that that will be interesting, and 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 in all honesty, like. I don't know that it would surprise me one bit um if if that were to happen and and just because of how i mean he, he's so instinctual um and and I, I that's my favorite part about his game and, and because of his instincts and him trusting his instincts and and not only that but like they're good instincts like it normally puts him around the ball and 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 puts him in yeah. places to make plays and so that's that, that that that's the part that I enjoy the most about him, and and to me, I feel like that's a rare, quite like to me. I, I don't know. I mean, you can speak to this more. You know, having played the game. I I feel like that's one of those things that can't necessarily be taught, right? Like it, it's it's either you have it or or, or you don't. Um, and, and yeah, some guys me, have a knack. Like, for, yeah, yeah it, it, it appears like he has it.
1: Yeah, some guys have a, just have a knack for being around the ball, and then some guys. They just – they always end up around the ball because they just understand the flow of the game and where the ball is going uh, or where it should be going. So they end up there. Um, they're able to make plays. Ronnie was one of those guys. Um, Tim McDonald at the safety position was one of those guys. Um, I, I, you know, I had the luxury of playing it with some really good players at the safety position. So yeah. those two guys right there – They understood things so well that run game, passing game, and I go back to those two because that's how I was in the run game and in the passing game. They both understood the flow of the game so well and what a coordinator wanted to do with his offense. Because I always tell you, you're not playing the guys on the field. You're playing the puppet master up in the the press box. And they understood the feel of those guys so well and what they like to do in situations to where – they could take things, and I'm, I'm telling, you, we would have we would be playing games and being in situations. And Tim, um, because like he was a strong safety, and most of the time the way I played, I ended up on the strong side of the defense. So he and I spent more time next to each other on the field than than I, I did with Merton or things like that. Because Merton would roam and be in the middle, but um, but Jimmy. Would um he he would just turn and look at me and it could be it could be a zone defense it could be some type of combo something it could be like a quarters coverage where he's supposed to be inside or on number two or whatever and he turn and look at me and just be like Ed I'm gone Uh. because he's seen something so now all I needed to know and he would just do that because now I know like he 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 is about to blitz or he's about to jump something he's about to go so whatever that defense was between us or that side of the field he's just letting me know. You, you on your, own? your kid's in the ringer. Yeah. You, you on your own, bro. And and you know, and he and Bert used to do that to me all the time. So much so that I told you about that. I don't know if the pod on the pod or the pod after the pod. We eventually we eventually just put a call into the defense so that the coaches knew. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so the coach we put a we put a call into the defense and and, and a certain hand signal so that the coaches knew when they were drawing things up and writing it on the side, like they knew exactly what was going on. Cause they'd be like, what the hell defense is that? <laughs> 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 but that's so back to Huff. It is those guys having that feel for what would happen in all of those situations. And um, you know, and it would happen on runs. It would happen on passes where, where you just be like, okay, I'm gone. Or they feel something and you know, R- Ronnie would have a feel for something where he's supposed to be in the deep middle. Ronnie is supposed to be—he's supposed to be twenty yards deep on the snap of the ball, and he's standing in the A gap, <laughs> like he's about to blitz. <laughs> and and you're sitting there and you're sitting there and press covers like looking over, what? like what the what hell is, is he Bo doing? Over yeah. Like what is Bo? Do- like what are you doing? <laughs> but he would, he would have a sense of something that they were about to do and he would he would get up in there and try to get them to check into something to change to change that call to, so that he could make a play on something and it would work out sometimes or sometimes you'd see him just taking off running um like he had just you know like the law was after him or something <laughs> uh, because because he was supposed to be 20 yards and he wasn't there <laughs> But it worked out more times than not, and that's what I think. Huff has the ability to do. That's what we've seen him do in the past. Let's see if he can do it now. I'm not going to put him on Ronnie and Tim McDonald, who another guy who should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, um, he should. He should be in the Hall of Fame. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I love John Lynch. I, I love uh, what Lynch did and everything about it and all this stuff. And I always said John Lynch, without question, is the Hall of Famer. But I was just like, I Tim McDonald should have been there before John. Yeah. I, 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 I will continue to say that. I continue to say that. there's no question John's a Hall of Famer. That that that's a no brainer. But so is Timmy. Um he, he deserves to be one. Um but now, but back to back to back to these guys. So yeah, that's that's what I'm looking at. I wanna see if Huff can I wanna see if he can make that same type statement continue to improve. He should be he should play a little better next week. Um, and if so, like I say, he, there's no way he's not going to make an NFL roster. And then and then his thing should go from making an NFL roster to how how soon do I become the guy in the middle of the field because that position has been open for the Niners for a while because nobody has been turning the ball over. That trumps everything, man. Yeah. Giving the ball back to your offense trumps everything. And that's that's just and that's, that's, that's what just
0: this ha- defense that's what this defense needs, and uh, he he'll be doing it back in in Southern California, you know, right near where he played his college ball. As as the Niners will be uh, at SoFi Stadium to take on the Chargers uh, for for the preseason this week. But before that, um, I want I want to touch on something you spoke about earlier. Ed, this is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Um, the the guys should be playing in preseason, right? And so um, Brandon Staley, first-year head coach of the Chargers, he was an assistant with the Rams last year um, under Sean McVay. And Sean McVay's been doing this, you know, pretty much since he got to L.A., right? Like, he's been sitting in mm-hmm. starters. And in lieu mm-hmm. of them playing in the preseason, he has these organized team uh practices against yeah. other teams right and so mm-hmm. uh rams were at the cowboys facility a couple weeks ago i think the the raiders are coming to their facility this week because they're going to play the raiders at home in a preseason this week the niners are practicing against the chargers this yeah, down week. the road
1: from me yeah, yeah
0: right right ahead of their game uh on sunday so um according to McVay and now Brandon Staley the Chargers coach is kind of doing the same thing um like for them these are their preseason games for, for their ones because they Good get to they get to work on a bunch of things and and it's more as McVay puts it more of a controlled environment as opposed to being out there you know in a in a real preseason game
1: um so there you go you just said it so you just said it it's so it's a practice it's a controlled environment it's a practice even, even a preseason game even though it's a practice game, you can't control what's happening. those guys they, they script what's gonna happen, how it's going to be, the number of plays you're gonna have all these it's different because because we can say doing during, during um, the, the the organized team practices we can say that we're gonna have um, a 10 play uh, offense versus defense. We yeah. can go ones on one 10 plays okay. Um, who's to say that you're about to have a ten-play drive? Who's to say that that drive isn't going to be twelve plays, fifteen plays? Trust me, I've got caught in one of those. You want to die? <laughs> <laughs> you you can't get in shape for that. You you can't. You, football players, it, it's just different. The energy that you're going to put out for for the for the, that many plays. Who's to say that won't happen? I mean, it might be uh, three and out. Um, which gives me an opportunity to rest. And then you have seven plays where I may be tired. So you you control the way things are happening, just like a practice. Uh, You need to get – there is something to be said about playing the game and the floor of the game, and you don't have to play the whole game. George Seifert would let us – my last few years there, he'd tell us, you guys got one series. You got one series. If you go three and out – that's it. He he, told us the night before. Ones you guys, so, did you feel had, like you needed those as a player? Um, well, you, it's it's just what it is is just getting you into your routine. So, do I need seven weeks of training camp in two a days? No. Once a, as a veteran player, I don't need all of that. Um, do I need to play four preseason games? No, I don't need all of that. But do I need? Um, and is it good to get back into the routine of? Getting yourself prepared to play a game, getting your body ready to go out, your warm-up routine, um, how the the nerves of that first snap, that first hit of the game, getting back into all of that, you know, getting your blood flowing and working up that sweat at pregame, all of the things that you do to get yourself ready for real games. That's what you need. It's working on timing and technique and and the prep. The mental prep that you need yes i did i did need that i did think that that was important i thought it made a difference so do you think that could be be
0: replicated if 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 you're practicing if you're practicing against another team as opposed to your own teammates who you see
1: every day no no because i still know it's practice so there are things i know that i'm gonna do in a game that i that i mean at practice okay case in point we went over to um japan We um because we had to play one of those American bowls they called it. I remember and they would all you remember those? And we went (laughs) all over after the last one, Eddie D told us he was never making us do that again. I mean we we had we had one stretch where I think we played we played ten games. We played the Denver Broncos on like a Saturday um in Denver. And then we had some type of crazy preseason game. It was it was a weird thing where we played like it was like a a Tuesday or a Wednesday or something like that, we played a preseason game in Denver, and then we had to play a game in San Francisco, like that Saturday, and then we flew to what? either Spain or something like that to play um, the Bronco to play the Broncos again in mm. either Spain or Germany or something like that. What? And um and yeah and Mister D was like never again. Cause and we this were was
0: pre-Godell too. That is crazy. yeah yeah
1: this was this was we used to go all over the place, but. Um um but, but so so, but I'm gonna go back. we were in, I, I remember this vividly because we were in Japan and um it was hot. man, we had just flown all the way um, from the bay and we got off that plane and that humidity hit us. man it is hot <laughs> in Tokyo. To- Tokyo, Japan, That's so why I was the people in running in the Olympics. Tokyo, Japan is like being in freaking Miami in um, August. Uh. It is it is hot and muggy. And we, we flew and we got straight off the plane and they had us at practice and all this stuff. So that next day we get out there, we're practicing and, you know, you know, control practices. This is how it's going to be. You know, the coaches have their meetings and talk and you're going to thud guys up or you're not going to touch and we're going to do all this stuff. So we go out there and, and and what I'm getting at is it's still different in practice. So Jerry Rice, go to the cross. We're not supposed to be hitting guys. And all of a sudden we just hear we just hear the echo of a guy down. Whoa. Carnell Lake tried to take Jerry Rice's head off oh. on a slant route. So so this is the difference. In a football game, how do you really retaliate? Um, because you can get kicked out, you can get fined, you can do all of these things, right? Yeah. Well, at practice. So we see what's happening because we have been told that, hey, we weren't live. We weren't going to take guys down. But you hit you hit it the did. middle ticket. Yeah, you can't do that. So you can't do that. You can't do that. You could hit one of the backup guys. And Carnell knew that. He knew that. So um, every play from that point on, and the very next play, you remember they had they had this big huge tight end at the time, uh, Eric Green, I think it was his name. Huge tight
0: end.
1: He, th- so we were doing seven on seven, and they and they hit Jerry on the other end of the field. We saw that. We went to the huddle, and we were all like, "Okay, all right, so, so I guess practice live now." Tim McDonald. <laughs> Wait, who? Tim, who? Who were you practicing against? We were practicing against the, the Pittsburgh the Steelers.
0: Steelers. Okay, all right. Yeah, I know, like the Steelers. All right, just yeah, the Steelers.
1: Yep. And 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 um. Tim McDonald tried to decapitate (laughs) their tight end the very next play. Now, the funny thing about it is that they didn't even throw a ball to him. He just ran up the middle of the field. (laughs) And Tim tried to take his head off. So, yeah, we, you know, so fight breaks out and all this stuff and everything. But we still remember it's a a, um, controlled practice. So they still got like eight more plays. Yeah. The very next play. Very next play. Running up the field. They send somebody else through the middle of the field. Come on, towel. <laughs> <laughs> so we fight, they break it up. Well, they got like, you know, five, six more plays. Okay, we didn't hit anybody that play because we decided. It was a control practice. So we said th- we decided that we were going to control what we did that play. Okay. Nothing happened. So they think it's over. But they got like four more plays. Yeah. And guess what happened? Here, here comes an in route. Kataya! <laughs> and so, just to get to the end of this, every single play, every single play, we took somebody out. I mean, if somebody ran to the flat, like they're running around, and they're running to the flat, and the ball's not coming, whack! You're getting it. We, we hit everybody, whether you caught the ball or not. Everybody that we could hit, we hit. So that's the difference. So that's what I'm saying. Being in that mindset on a seek and destroy mission like that, you can't do that you in can't a football do that
0: game. In the game, yeah. So
1: re- remember yeah. I told you, you can't play football mad. You yeah. can't play football mad. See, we were mad because you you cheap shot at Jerry. You went
0: after Jerry, absolutely.
1: And it was a cheap shot because, you, because everybody had agreed we weren't hitting. Coaches had told us, you know. But just like, all right, so that's how it's going to be. And so and we did that until it, it went on like that until cowers finally said, all right, let's cut this out because <laughs> you started it. He started it. We just had to end it. Oh, and that's man. just how it was, because there was this there was this impression that, you know, the, the Niners are a finesse team. Yeah, because everyone talks about the about the you know, and I was like, we've never been a finesse team, but everyone always assumed that that was the that was the the the, the headline because the offense was good and, and it, it's a finesse team because of our pretty offense. Well, we had to show you guys, all right, come on in. You want to play bully? We can show you how to play bully. Cause cause that's so, so that's what I'm saying. That that's the difference. So it's getting into a routine It's playing tough. It's doing what I was saying earlier, just, just getting out and, and playing the game, being in that mindset that you have to be in. I thought it was something Now every player um, is not the same. Uh, so there are some guys that may not necessarily need to go through tons of snaps, but I just think it's good to get out there and feel what it's like to come out of the tunnel, to go out into the huddle, um, to move around. Um, as I said, I, I, um, my goal was to have a preseason where I didn't touch the ground, and I accomplished that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I had a couple. I had a couple of seasons. Um, that, my last year with the Ford, my last two years with the Fort Nines. I didn't even touch the ground. I didn't touch the ground in practice. I didn't touch the ground in preseason because um, there was no need for me to touch the ground. I could do my job and not have to get on the ground. You know. You know. I would have made a tackle if I had to in preseason, but it was like, you know, sometimes George would say we got ten plays, so you go out and you do whatever you're gonna do for those ten plays. And it was, literally, it was like they were keeping track. It didn't matter where you were on play number 10. If we went three and out, we knew we were going back out there. Again, we go three and out, we know we're going back out there. But you hit play 10 in the middle of a drive, you're out. If you have one long drive, wow. um, you're, you're that's out.
0: That's it. That's it, yeah.
1: But, that, but, that's, but but he wanted you to just get that feel of thinking about just doing your job. Um, and that was just the way we did it, and I have to believe that that works. Now, there are different ways of doing it. But there's no reason there's no reason to not put guys out there. The whole protection thing, you know my thoughts on that. You can't protect the football player. Yeah. You you just you just can't. It's it's impossible. Because you cannot let a guy play the entire preseason and the first snap of the first time they first game that they're on the on the field, they get hurt.
0: That could yeah, that could be yeah. No, nah, you're absolutely That's right the, about that.
1: Yeah. It's just football. It's just football. It's, it's not the type job. It's not like you're sitting here telling someone, well, I'm going to expose you to certain chemicals or any, on this day, you know, you're know, you a farmer and the pesticides are going to be sprayed this day, so you shouldn't be there. And you'll be safe after that. There, there, there's no safety measures that you can put in place for a football player. Yeah. So it's just dumb to, to sit here and say, I'm not going to allow you to play. Um, and there are some that will say, well, what's the difference in limiting your snaps to just a a few or to 10 or whatever. Um, Isn't that doing the same thing? Uh, Yeah, and it, it is. And no, I want you to play because you need to get that feel, but you also need to teach the young guys how to get ready, how to find their routine, how to get their bodies and their minds prepared, how to make your adjustments. Cause you go out there and you got 10 snaps which was normally the number George would give us, 10, because he's expecting some three and outs or something like that defensively. And um, like he'd tell the offense, you get one series because he's expecting them to go and score. He'd tell us defensively, 10 snaps. Because now you go in, you come to the sideline. The rookies get to see how you're going to talk about what just happened, how, what adjustments you're going to make. The, the, the coaches get a chance to now to call you over and say, okay, what did you see? This is what we were thinking. This is what we were doing. Okay, let's react this way this time to do all those things. So all of the in-game real situations that come up, you get to go through those and practice those. You don't get to do that you don't get to do that during, the control during a control set. There's practice. a script. Yeah. yeah. A control practice there is a script. They you know what's about to happen. The coaches know what's about to happen. They talk about what they want to work on and what they want to do. So it's not a game. There's no mystery to it. There's no mystery to it for the coach. You've already had a discussion on, we are going to do this at this time. We're going to play it this way. So no, nobody is doing anything like a real game. So that, that's, that's my thoughts on that.
0: That was story time with E.D. Uh, Niners will be, of course, they're practicing this week down in Costa Mesa against the Chargers, and then they'll be taking on the Chargers on Sunday, 4.30 p.m. kickoff at SoFi Stadium for week two of the preseason remember just three preseason games this season. So it will be another opportunity to see Trey Lance, to see Talanoa who fun going to see if he can take that next step as, as my man, E.D. talked about earlier, uh, as well as some of the other rookies uh, and veterans as well, for that matter, uh, Muhammad Sanu, Trent Shurfield, um, as they continue um, to try to shore up this wide receiving core, Uh, Juwan Jennings, uh, the seventh round pick from a year ago, now healthy, you know, out there being able to make uh-huh. uh, a, a couple of plays. Um, make sure you continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. If there's a like button on your particular subscription service, go ahead and hit that like button. And also, feel free to get involved with the show on social media. I'm at our Haylock on Twitter. He is at underscore Eric Davis underscore. Uh-oh. And on Instagram, Uh-oh. that, was, oh, on Twitter. Twitter. that was on Twitter. That was on Twitter. See, You're I'm, right. I'm on top of it. I'm on it, dog. I'm on it. <laughs> and, and then on, watch me mess it up now. On Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray, Ray and he is at. Eric Davis underscore underscore. Just underscore, keep repeating that. Just keep repeating that. Undersc-
1: just say underscore etc. Uh, until but, until you see no, his underscores. dot dot dot,
0: dot Until you see his on. face pop up. There you go. Just keep hitting. Hit, keep hitting those underscores. We got a new IG uh, handle. I think it's four, man. You
1: think I think it's, it's four. four. All right. Yeah, I think it's four. I think that's what they made me. Play. We said, yeah. "Where's
0: Bet Online? They, they should put a uh, put an over under on this. How many <laughs> how many underscores in my man's new handle? I'll set, take the over.
1: I'll set take the over.
0: I'll, I'll set the line. You said four. We'll set the line at four and, and 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 see who wants to take the over. Who wants to take the under? Uh, so we'll we'll see uh what happens in this preseason game coming up here on Sunday. Former partner. Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We will see y'all next week.
1: Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.